Show tiempo. Jordan Caruth. Alex, I want to start by saying I would happily give up Twitter to become the president of the Lakers. Well, you're in luck because that job is open. Um, yeah, the job is open. Magic Johnson has resigned as the president of the Los Angeles Lakers. If you've been living under a rock for the past couple, you know, 12, 24 hours that you're listening to this, uh, yeah, that's the biggest news concerning the Lakers organization. Magic Johnson, tired of being responsible uh, front office executive, wants to go back to living his dream life, and he has quit on the Lakers. And uh, this news uh, came down at about, I want to say, it's about 6 o'clock. On Tuesday night, about an hour before, hour and a half before the Lakers tipped off against the Blazers in their regular season finale, and I got to break the news to you in person, which was a treat, because your face and your reaction was just like everybody else's. Like, shut up! What? What are you talking about? I was shocked too. Honestly, genuinely shocked as well. I think I think everyone was shocked, right? According to Magic, no one knew this was coming. I mean, he didn't tell Jeannie, he didn't tell Rob, he didn't tell anybody. He literally held a press conference, an impromptu press conference, the way it was described, and told the media and the world that he's quitting as president of basketball operations with, without telling Jeannie Buss, without telling Rob Palenka, without telling Luke Walton, without telling LeBron James. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, my initial reaction, I, I think everybody's, is shock. I was absolutely glued to the television watching Magic Johnson speak in that impromptu press conference. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Yeah, I, I heard most of it. Fascinating television. I heard most of it on the radio, so I didn't get that visual image to go with with the press conference. But some of his quotes, man, his quotes stood out to me. I mean, ESPN did a rundown of all the the you know the, these memorable quotes that he's gonna that he's gonna that are going to live in infamy forever. He he was so open and honest to a fault, I think, that I just couldn't believe some of the things he was saying. I genuinely... I mean, the word shock, stunned, whatever you want to use, it was, a, it was a very memorable night if you're a Laker fan. It seemed like it was a really refreshing night for Magic Johnson. This was not a refreshing night for me. This did not make me feel good as a Lakers fan. This did not make me feel very confident in the group, the way it's constructed, the way the relationships are built. This doesn't this is not refreshing to me. This isn't funny. Like this isn't mm-hmm. I know Magic was having fun with, "Oh, I want to be able to tweet. I want to be able to go to Twitter. I want to be able to talk about all these accomplishments in the NBA without getting in trouble for tampering." Like this, I'm sure it felt good for him, and he said it over and over and over how good he felt by doing this, how he refreshed he is, how how he's a new person now, how he can go back to being his real self. This, I don't think this was a fun night for Lakers fans. As much mm-hmm. fun as he was having, this was not a fun night for the rest of us. I might be, I might be in the minority, Jordan, but I am genuinely relieved that he stepped down because. Obviously, he thinks that this organization is one piece away from making the Western Conference Finals. I think if you ask most Laker fans, they would not agree with you on that. I think that 
they're they're not one piece away. They're many pieces away from competing for a Western Conference Finals. I think the fact that he was so open and honest about his feelings, I truly am relieved. I I did when they hired Magic Johnson. It was a great name, and the Lakers love names. They love you know that that aura of names in the organization. But I didn't trust Magic Johnson to put in the hours that is needed for this position. I never trusted Magic Johnson as a talent evaluator. Why would I? What what leads me to believe just because he was a great NBA player, that doesn't mean that he's a great evaluator of talent. I never trusted what he did building a roster. Obviously, this year was a prime example. And letting certain players go, trading players. So the fact that he was so open and so honest and did it now, where it gives Genie a ton of time to f- kind of figure it out before the draft even comes around because you got you know two months of playoffs coming up. I am honestly relieved. I feel refreshed because I didn't like where the, where the direction that he was taking, and now it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, we have a chance to get this right because they have to get it right. There's no other option but to get it right because you have three years left of LeBron James. Alex, don't get me wrong. I am very happy that Magic Johnson is no longer the president of the Los Angeles Lakers. Based on how this was reported by Woj, how it was reported by Shams, how The Athletic has grouped together to put it out an amazing piece that I recommend for everyone who subscribes to The Athletic to go check out. Bill Oram tweeted it out. I just got done reading it. It is incredible stuff. Gives you great insight into what was going on with the Lakers this season. It's just incredible. Like I, it was just so shocking. I'm happy Magic is gone, and this could potentially be a good thing. But I don't think anyone really has the answers to it right now. That's why I don't feel great about mm-hmm. this because it's just more un- uncertainty. And you bring up the word trust, which is a very interesting word to bring up because everything written in that athletic piece, Alex, tonight was how the young core doesn't trust LeBron James how the coaching staff doesn't trust the front office, how the front office doesn't trust the coaching staff to get things done, and how there is just no trust at all anywhere in this team. Mm -hmm. Players don't trust players. Players don't trust coaches. Coaches don't trust the people in charge in the front office. The front office wanting to make changes with the coaching staff. Like There is no trust. There's some really good stuff in this piece. Um, They talk about the moments this season where Beasley and McGee stand up and start yelling at Luke Walton, who is he going to survive now? Is Luke Walton the Lakers coach moving forward? Well, last week, have you, have you checked Twitter? Because that may yeah. change by now. I'm sitting here in my living room watching him talk in the press conference. And he says that he's not going to comment on magic Johnson tonight. Um, but last week, would you have ever imagined that Luke Walton would outlast magic Johnson? Like this is an incredible turn of events for the organization. The fact that he did not give anybody a warning, I'm sure will set them back. Obviously him leaving is not planned. So that's going to set them back. Obviously what I mean by that is not giving anybody a heads up, assuming that according to Adrian Wojnarowski, this coaching staff was prepared to be fired hours after tonight. They honestly, it could very easily be, Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka holding an end of the year press conference right now saying we fired Luke Walton. Um, 
But that's obviously not the case anymore. Who knows how long Luke will be the coach now? He could be the coach next year. I have no idea. No one has an idea. So why even try and speculate? As of this moment, whoever would have thought that Luke Walton and this coaching staff was going to be here and Magic Johnson would be gone? I mean, it's an absolute 180-degree turn from what I think we all were expecting. Now it's like, who knows what happens with with Rob? Who knows what happens with Luke? Who knows what happens with the roster? It, it it just really depends on who's going to come in and run this bling, and it's 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 almost impossible to start speculating. But I mean, that's what this 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 off season has now turned into. That not only is what free agent are the Lakers getting, what head coach is coming in. It's like, oh, who's going to be running this thing now? Yeah, who's going to replace Magic Johnson? Do you trust the Lakers to glue all this back together? I mean, they couldn't have done. And I know, okay. I'm sure people that listen to the show, they hear me bash Magic and Rob over and over and over. And I say that it was a fail season. I even tweeted out, you know, Magic Johnson ruined the Lakers and then quit. And what I mean by that is everyone's going to be like, well, he got LeBron James. It's like, did he though? Did Magic Johnson really get LeBron James or did LeBron James? We've said it so many times and I feel that Magic resigning before his three-year plan, before his two summers in a row of, of superstars, it just goes to show that I don't think Magic was confident in himself in accomplishing that plan. And I don't know if I can trust Jeannie because she seems to make decisions with her heart and not necessarily what's best for the organization. Um, and it's really all on her, right? Like that's... Who else is going to make these decisions? Is she going to really trust Rob Palinka that much to hire Rob's own boss? You know, it's, it's so it's really all on Jeannie Buss. And so far, best thing Jeannie's done is I guess she got rid of Jim. I mean, but even then, I don't know. Like, it's it's going to be a very interesting thing. Do I trust Jeannie Buss to turn this around? I, I don't I don't know right now, Jordan. I really can't even answer that question because I have no idea if she's capable or not. Yeah, because we don't know if Palinka is going to stick around now that magic is gone. Right. Is Luke going to outlast Palinka in addition to outlasting magic Johnson? Is Luke even going to be the head coach? Might the Lakers just move forward with a report? I mean, we were getting ready to do the podcast a little bit earlier and then everything changed. But the very first thing I was going to talk about in this podcast was the report that came out of ESPN before tonight's game, where it says the LA Lakers owner, Jeannie Buss intends to let her front office of Mag- magic Johnson, Rob Palinka make the decision on whether to, fire Luke Walton or not, Mm -hmm. and that it had been, quote, weeks since Walton had a meaningful conversation with Magic Johnson. Now we find out that Magic Johnson wasn't disconnecting himself from Luke because he was going to fire Luke. He was disconnecting himself from the head coach because he was considering uh, quitting on the job and resigning. Quitting is not the – I mean, I guess call it what you want. Resigning. Like, did – one of my big takeaways today with Magic was it almost came across as if he felt guilty for being the president of the Lakers and the reports from Woj saying like, yeah, like he's, I mean, he's not out there. He's not going to be confused as the hardest working president in the NBA. So it almost came across to me as he felt so guilty and that's why he felt so relieved and how he was able to get this weight off of his shoulders by not having this job anymore and how he looks forward to still being around and he looks forward to still being able to tweet and how he still has an opinion about D'Angelo Russell tonight for some reason. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was unbelievable television. I would have loved to have been the, in, in the room with not only Rob Palinka, wherever he watched that, 
with Luke Walton. Were they genuinely surprised tonight? I don't know if those details have come out, but did they have any type of heads up that this was going to happen for Magic Johnson tonight? No, I, I think Luke, when this was going down, like wouldn't you have loved to have been in the room with, with Luke, with Polinka, which any of these people, any of these characters and what is, I mean, what a perfect way to end the season, by the right. way, you know, I know like way to go out with a grand finale with a fireworks show where everything you have left. I mean, just let it ride. This is right. how you go out this season with all the chaos. I mean, we thought it was crazy that we said, should the Lakers even think about trading LeBron James? If we would have brought up that Magic Johnson was going to do this tonight, people would have said we were even crazier for saying that. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And no, the Lakers staff didn't have any indication this was happening. Um, according to Luke Walton, he said, I'm not going to talk about it because I found out when you guys found out. I haven't had any time to process this. I was worried about coaching tonight. You know, they're not exact quotes, but that's basically what he said just now in this press conference. And it's, it's, I believe, man, that, you know, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, I mean, this is a direct tweet from him. He says, since taking over as president of the Lakers, Magic Johnson never fully committed to the job. Often he was traveling and away from the team. His office hours were limited. He didn't do a lot of scouting. So, I mean... Well, according to Is this report from The Athletic, Alex, Magic wasn't the only Laker who wasn't around. Because according to the report, LeBron James wasn't exactly around the team at all as soon as he got hurt on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Because in the report, I'll just read it for you. The Lakers struggle without LeBron, naturally. But James, not really around. His injury did not allow him to travel. And he would arrive at home games moments before tip-off. once With, with a, a glass, glass of wine. Red wine in his hand. <laughs> This was when, according to some in the locker room, players started to look at James a bit differently. So that's when it started. And the story goes on. It talks about what Rondo did just completely differently with all of his injuries. He was around the team. He was traveling with the team. He was interacting with the team. They bring up an example where he showed up to the runway, the airstrip to meet the team at the plane. And he showed up with cookies that he had made. I guess Rondo is really enjoys using food to bond the team together and has done it for a okay. long time. So he brings like homemade cookies that his, uh, his chef taught him how to make. And so they compare what Rondo was doing with the team while hurt versus what LeBron was doing and how LeBron was just this absent player. And then all of a, all of a sudden you hear LeBron talk about as soon as he comes back, yeah, I would love to have Anthony Davis. Well, that means you might be working behind the scenes to facilitate a trade to get rid of all of us. And where's magic? Like, where, where's magic? And why isn't LeBron around? And what a chaotic season for the Lakers. This is, I, yeah. I would, it's unbelievable. I, I would never have predicted any of this. To Not only. Season and it's, and it's only going to get crazier. Like that's what I'm about tonight. to say. Like, we're, that's what we're I was still about, about to find say. Out about Palinka. We're still going to find out about Luke. We're still going to find out what's going to happen in free agency. There is still a lot up in the air. And this is why I don't feel great about tonight. Even if you are celebrating the fact that Magic Johnson is no longer with the Lakers, no longer the president, because you think the Lakers could easily find anyone else to do that job better than Magic. I mean, this is there's a lot more to come. I think Magic had his work cut out for him this summer. Rob had his work cut out for him this summer. Whoever the coach was going was going to be had their work cut out for them this summer. And now that's almost increased tenfold because the, you're you're basically rebuilding from the top now. I mean, if you're going to bring in a president of basketball operations, 
He's going to want his own general manager. He's going to probably want his own coach. And then you're going to have to worry about the roster. Now it's levels to the rebuild. The rebuild was just, okay, we're going to get a new coach and we got to get a superstar. That was their plan. New organization, new front office. I mean, not new organization. New front office could have a totally different plan. What if somebody comes in and says, yeah, we're not going to go for a max free agent. We're going to do things differently. You know, I'm like, that's on the table all of a sudden. Just because it was Magic's plan and just because the Lakers have the cap space doesn't mean that a new GM, president of basketball ops is going to want to follow that plan. What if they really like the draft pick that they end up getting, whether it's anywhere from one to 15? What obviously not going to be one, but you know what I mean? Um, so much can change. So I understand your trepidation about. I don't know, which, dude, I have no idea either. But I feel in my heart of heart that whoever comes in is going to do a better job than Magic Johnson. And and I know that it hurts me even saying that stuff because I'm such a fan of Magic Johnson, the person and player. I was never a fan of Magic Johnson, the front office executive. I've I've made my, my, my feelings very clear. So... It sucks to say this stuff about Magic, but I think you read the reports. I've read the reports. It's been kind of obvious if you followed the team as much as we have. He's not the best guy for that job, right? I mean, we could both agree on that. There's other people that can come in and do a better job, right? Well, if he was a little bit more smooth publicly with this whole tampering issue he keeps stumbling into, maybe he would be worth it and you would give up the fact that he isn't going to be the best scout in his position, or maybe he's not going to be there every single day. You know, like he might be in Hawaii every once in a while, but at least he's going to land you every single big free agent. Well, at the end of the day, to me, LeBron James chose LA. It had nothing to do with magic, whether magic had that job or not. I felt like LeBron would be going to the Lakers after that decision was made. I don't think there was a huge, a huge reason to give magic a lot of credit there in that situation. So, and I feel like he's just put himself in a weird spot with Anthony Davis. He's put his team in a weird spot with Anthony Davis. Who knows what's going to happen? All all source, all insiders in the NBA say Kawhi Leonard not interested, Kevin Durant not interested, Clay Thompson not interested. So what has Magic done? So I totally understand why people are excited. Um, I know I keep going back to this athletic piece, and I kind of feel bad just reading something that normally you have to you have to subscribe for. But I subscribe to the Athletic. I recommend you do the same. They do amazing stuff. Uh, so I'll read Alex back speaking of Magic Johnson and this whole like lack mm-hmm. of trust and just not being around as much as you need. Um, they say right after the trade deadline, all the trust issues that came up because all the talks, like they still had those trade issues. So Magic joins the team two days after the trade deadline. Lakers were in Philadelphia. I don't know if you remember this game, but Lakers in Philly right after the deadline. Magic shows up and he delivers a message to the team. This is 30 minutes before tip-off. And apparently, according to the story, the players did not respond well to this message from Magic Johnson. Sources describe players rolling their eyes at Magic. They had gone days without hearing from the front office, and the message from management now was essentially that they need to toughen up. The Lakers lost to Philly that night, and again in Atlanta against the lowly Hawks. They rolled their eyes at Magic. Comes in, not around, shows up after a deadline, where they were rumored to trade everyone on that roster outside of LeBron James. Magic shows up and says, hey, toughen up. Now, maybe he's right. Maybe that you need to be tough in the NBA. I, I kind of get it. But if you're not around, 
and then you just show up like that, I can see why players would roll their eyes at it. Don't you think that when Magic, well, when LeBron James signed with the Lakers, that Magic Johnson thought everything was going to work out because he got LeBron James? Yes. Don't you just feel that he created a roster that he did, he probably knew it wasn't the best he could have put together, but well, we saw what LeBron did in Cleveland and what he got to the finals, so we'll be fine. We have these three young guys, and you know, hey, we're good. And it's almost like he was counting on LeBron too much. And, you know, it's it's understandable if you're a young player when if you put all the pieces together and let's say every piece is accurate, you know, Magic doesn't put in the hours. Magic is traveling all the time. Magic is trying to force trades. And then he comes in and gives that speech after, was it four, three to four weeks of nonstop Anthony Davis to the Lakers you know, publicly, privately leaked stuff, whatever it was. And then he comes in and does that, you know, I'd be the same way to LeBron and to Magic Johnson. And it's not about toughening up. It's about, you don't have my back. You wanted me out of here. So now you want me to go out there and compete for you? It's 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 human nature, you know? It's just the way we are as as people that you try to get rid of me. You don't want me here. You'd rather have somebody else. And you're never around. You're not putting in the hours, and now you're coming here telling me to toughen up? Screw you, dude. It's just, it's natural. It's So, I know that we've given the young players, you know, grief all season. Like, it, you could tell that it demoralized them. But it's also understandable. And, I mean, we can point fingers at so many things, Jordan, of what went wrong. Whether you just want to point straight at LeBron's injury and that everything from there was downhill, because it was. So we can just start there. I mean, you can point at whatever you want. So I I keep saying it, man. I am relieved because this organization is forced to evaluate itself from the top down. And I like that because it needed it. And I feel like it was getting stagnant and reliant on another free agent in the summer. So now a complete evaluation from top to bottom is not the worst thing that could happen to this team. So we don't know if this is going to help or hurt the uh, recruiting process when it comes to free agency this summer. Magic announcing that he will no longer be with the team. Does that help the Lakers when it comes to Kawhi or Durant or Clay, Or does it help him with Kyrie? Like, does this help? Does it hurt? I don't know. But I am curious, Alex, what your reaction is. And I promise this will be the last time I reference the piece from The Athletic. But a source close to LeBron James tells The Athletic that when talking about free agents this summer, quote, you don't need names, you need games. I have so no idea what that means. <laughs> to me, that says you don't need names, so kind of take your eyes off the, the brightest stars, Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Clay. But you need games. You need people who have who've been around, know what they're doing, who can shoot, you know? Like experienced players yeah like rajon rondo and 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 michael beasley and javel mcgee guys that have won championships before those kind of guys that didn't make me feel better no when a source Uh, you know what also says you don't need names you need games that again another thing that made me feel worse about being a lakers fan tonight yeah yeah man it's uh it's pretty safe to say and, you know, 
old takes exposed, freezing cold takes can come at come at me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the Lakers will not be winning a championship with LeBron James. Doesn't seem very likely. This is a rebuild that I after the summer. Yeah, I know, but right now, I don't see it happening. And then the the you know the ringing endorsement that Magic Johnson gave Rob Polinka out the door that was that was great. You know, just inspires me to believe in Rob Polinka because you know Magic just gave him a great ringing endorsement. Wasn't that great, Jordan? It almost felt like it. The season was just burnt to the ground, and then Magic pissed all over it tonight. Yeah. Do I think Rob is the right GM? Question mark. That's a decision Genie has to make. That is a direct quote from Magic Johnson today. Well, he's just separating himself from the decision-making process because Magic, the only decisions he needs to make now are what to tweet. Magic says he's stepping down because the Lakers are moving in the right direction. Quote, if we were not, I'd probably be staying. I have a counterpoint saying... Magic, you stepping down is why we're moving in the right direction. So he's right. <laughs> so he is right on that. So you thank Magic. You say, good job, Magic. Way to look around, analyze the situation, be self-reflective, analyze himself as a president of an NBA franchise like the Los Angeles Lakers, and you say, good on you, Magic. You quit. Don't tell anyone you're going to do it. Tell the media first, which I guess we're in favor of. But so you Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, I want to run down a couple moves. This is a Twitter poll question from Silver Screen and Rolls Twitter at Lakers SBN. And I want you to answer this because I've already answered it. Okay. So here we go. Which move as an executive will Magic Johnson be remembered for? A signing LeBron James. B trading D'Angelo. What's the first option? Signing LeBron James. Signing LeBron James. Well, it's that the poll is actually spelled wrong. Singing LeBron, but yes, <laughs> option A is supposed to be signing LeBron James. B is trading D'Angelo Russell. C renouncing Julius Randle, <laughs> basically letting him walk. Or D trading Zubats for Mike Muscala. Zubats. That's mine. I choose Zubots. What do I win? <laughs> well, as of right now, currently 6,000 votes in, 48% of people say Magic Johnson will be remembered for signing LeBron James. Now, do we feel as if the poll is skewed because it actually says singing LeBron James? Do you think people you know, that's have been probably. inclined to vote for that because <laughs> it's funnier? Because it's misspelled and everybody's giving us grief on Twitter with the replies. Yes, probably. Uh, I actually voted for trading D'Angelo Russell. I think... Uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to be a pretty good player for uh, a long time in the league. And every time his name comes up, it almost feels, you know, if you're following along on Twitter, it's like, oh, remember we had that guy? Traded him traded him away for uh, Timothy Mozgov and cap space. Well, Alex, Magic made sure to remind us all that D'Angelo Russell's too immature back in the day. It's really interesting to see, like, when you put it into perspective – the moves that he made, the major moves, which are those four. And then you talk about what he did this year. He signed McGee. He signed Rondo. He, sa- he signed Lance Stevenson. And he signed Michael Beasley. Those were the four moves he did in the offseason. And then during the season, he traded 
Svi for Reggie Bullock, and Zubats for Mike Muscala. What would you grade that as a president of basketball operations? Just this year alone. <laughs> just this year alone. Those four free agent signings, all to one-year deals. Everything related to the season gets an F in my book. I mean, the drama is an A. The Based drama is an A. perspective, yes. <laughs> the drama is an A. I mean, that's... If you're embracing the drama, yes. If you're looking to avoid it, this wasn't your season. I would probably say like the last three weeks was pretty mellow. I mean, obviously things happened here. They won a lot of games. You know, there was an emergence of Alex Caruso. Uh, they shut down LeBron James, Lonzo Ball, Triple B shut down. You know, there's things that happened, but it was pretty like uneventful last three weeks, to be honest. I can't think of anything that like really stands out of my mind. And so the drama kind of dwindled. And then, of course, you know, on the night that Dwayne Wade plays his last game, that Dirk Nowitzki plays his last game. Do you know Jamal Crawford dropped 59 points tonight? I think I believe he's 60 years old. Um, just so much happened tonight in yeah, the I NBA. Magic. Yeah, pretty sure he was on the Showtime Lakers. Um, so, yeah, the so much happened tonight. And, of course, no one's going to talk about any of that for the next 24, 48 hours because of what Magic Johnson did today. Not only what he did, what he said I cannot express to you enough. If you haven't seen or heard the press conference, that Matt, he talked for like 45 freaking minutes today and every single minute was worth it. There was, he was so quotable. He laughed. He cried. It was just, it was just incredible. I mean, I heard it. You watched it. Um, yeah, man, it was, a. it sounded so therapeutic for magic. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It really felt like he had held so much in, all season, um, you know, like once he said it, his shoulders just like dropped, you know, like, oh, oh, like he got a massage or something like, like he had a, he had a stiff back and the, he went to the chiropractor and they strained him out. Like that's how he looked when he was done. He was smiling, just ready to get the hell out of Staples Center and never go back as an executive ever again. Well, I'm glad he feels good. Jeannie Buss released a statement saying, thanking Magic Johnson. There's no greater Los Angeles Laker than Irvin Johnson. We are deeply grateful to Magic for all that he has done for our franchise as a player, as an ambassador, and an executive. We thank him for his work these past two years as our president of basketball operations and wish him, Cookie, Andre, EJ, Elisa, all the best with their next steps. He will always be not only a Lakers icon, but our family. As we begin the process moving forward, we will work in a measured and methodical fashion to make the right moves for the future of our organization follow up that very important information a statement from the lakers regarding their president resigning abruptly and i would like to close with this tonight alex do it something that harrison fagan recently put out on twitter it references paul pierce okay his pooping and his pooping his shorts wheelchair rumor a picture of paul pierce Uh uh-huh and in this picture he's wearing white shorts with the celtics Uh uh-huh and according to the picture, it looks like he's pooped himself. I well, see. Well, Paul it. Pierce has been asked about this. He has denied pooping himself. And Paul Pierce was quoted tonight, Alex. Uh-huh. And I quote from Paul Pierce Hell no, I didn't poop my pants. So the rumor has officially been debunked. Paul yeah. Pierce, quote Hell no, I didn't poop my pants. Are you going to believe a guy? 
who got carried off in a wheelchair and came back running around like a maniac? Are you going to believe a guy who says he had a better career than Dwayne Wade? Are you going to believe a guy who on his final game as a Boston Celtic scored three points? Unlike Dwayne Wade, who scored 30. Unlike Dirk Nowitzki, Alex, who scored 30. Alex, yes or no? Did Paul Pierce poop his pants? Absolutely. He's a poopy pants. Paul- Paul, Paul Pierce pooped his pants. 